Let me tell you about living with my mom Still smoking blunts out of the window when she gone Let me tell you, let me tell you about living while we're gone I'm ripping it and they spitting it right along Let me tell you, let me tell you about living with my mom I'm eating M&M's because I don't care anymore. Because <laughs> after four or five days at the gym, I have lost all motivation. And I and I and I blame my current surroundings, but I'll get to that later. Welcome to the Mints, guys. Welcome, welcome. This is T-Bone and Nils. T-Bone, aka DJ Cashless, aka DJ Friendzone, aka Spicy Rice, aka. The Court of Solomon, aka The Devil's Advocate. The Devil's Advocate, <laughs> aka oh, I'm forgetting so uh, many. That's alright. And you got me, Nils, aka. What do we get for you? I uh, got nothing, dude. Yeah, I man. still have nothing. Come on. <laughs> I people, was thinking of coming up with something, but I've got to, nothing. The people out there were supposed to come up with something. Yeah, I got nothing, anyway. but whatever. Right. Um, welcome to the Mints again. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are recording from the uh, uh, Lower North Shore studio. Indeed, indeed. Exclusive. Um, exclusive. <laughs> um, it's, it's a bit of a special episode, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. real quick. But um, T-Bone, you want to do some shout-outs, bro? All right. Well, look, uh, just uh, one shout-out uh, this week it goes out to Greg, my boy from uni. Um, yeah, look, uh, he had some very nice uh, things to say about our uh, last podcast about the bromance. And, uh, yeah, just in general about friendship and that, you know, you've got to put in the time and the effort and uh, otherwise it's not really worth it. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that comment and, um, yeah, we thank you for your feedback as well. All right. Well, look, let's let's get to it. Um, now, I've got a question for you, Nils. What's up? How many self-hating, overweight gentlemen does it take to uh, finish up a podcast? Usually I would say two. I think this time we've actually got three. I'm no. Like, yes, that's right. Really? I would like to introduce one of my mates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? the interwave. Yo, yo. For- forgive him. Clearly the whitest person we've had on the show. Seriously. Uh, I am a banana boat commercial. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Nile. Uh, we mentioned him on our very first podcast. Yes. He's the guy we had the awesome New Year's Eve with. Represent. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's when we recorded our very first podcast. Yeah, the next day. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Niall's technically been here from the beginning. That's I right. Have, that's right. right. He has. And uh, yeah, look, we um, we thought we'd catch up. Uh, you know, I I personally haven't seen him for a while, and uh, he's got a few few stories to tell. Um, we'll start off with uh, this. You've gentleman been on holidays, mate. I have. Has I have been on holidays to a very interesting destination. Uh, that being Fiji, which yes. if for anybody uh, in the audience that doesn't know, has actually gone through a Cyclone? Actually, the second largest cyclone in history. Holy yes. shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like cyclone proof. <laughs> no! Ladies, fortress. <laughs> Honestly. And I, I survived. And all I got was this shitty t shirt. I didn't so, even get a t shirt. So, yeah, look, I actually just wanted to start off by, um, by just asking you, look, what was the experience like? So it was a beautiful flight, um, as in the scenery was gorgeous. If anyone's ever been to Fiji, don't just stay on the big island. Make sure that you go out. So I went to Tabuni, which um, is a small place, probably about 1,500 people living on the island, mostly in villages, and there's a lot of resorts. And so I went to a uh, Backpackers, which was originally a five-star resort. Mm. So 
It was really good. Um, wow, that's going down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking me wrong, Luke. Because there's a drought on the island, there's no hot water. Oh, I didn't know I that. just thought because it was maybe a bit of faulty towers. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, a oh. great resort. The people were beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, so I get there, right? And so the guys moved me into a different seat. So I'm on the back, in the very back of the plane, which was tiny, mm. and there's this American dude next to me, and I have to sit next to him, and there's a space on my right, mm. which is the window seat. So I'm like, aviation, what do they know? Mm. I'm going to move over to the window seat, right? I'm a mm. tourist. Mm. And uh, we had that sort of conversation where we hadn't committed ourselves to being friends yet. Mm. We hadn't even exchanged names. It was just kind of like, where are you mm. from? How long are you there for? Yada, yada. Mm. And the reason being, he wasn't necessarily staying at where I was going. Mm. So I'm like, may never see this person again. Mm. It was a friend in transit. And mm. uh, so anyway, so it gets to the resort and five minutes later, old mate from the plane t- turns up and he's an American guy, lovely guy, mm. right? Um, and he's with his mate who was already on the island for a week. Mm. And he says to me, what's your name? So now that we know that we're going to be getting to know each other, mm. now we're going to invest. Mm. So I said, just call me River. Which for the first time in history... Oh, I get it. I own it. <laughs> for those of you who've never come across the Irish name Nile, I take the Irish spelling N-I-A-L-L, but in pronunciation, people have always said, like the river. Right. So I thought, cut out the middleman. Just call yourself Just like call the myself river. river. Like, rest in peace, River Phoenix. Totally, right? Yeah. And so throughout my trip, half of the people I met would call me by my first name, Nile, and then the other people would just know me as River. Did you make up like a backstory, like my hippie parents called me this? No, no one asked. <laughs> they just went with it, like because you, thing... you had you had a chance to reinvent yourself. I know, man. <laughs> and that's you could have been you could have been just like anything you wanted to be at that point. People... But all based on lies, oh, River. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, that's... a river of lies. It was a river of lies. <laughs> Can't you just go with the flow? What a bum tish. It's like the beginning of a bad rom com. Yeah, it really like, is. Like then you like what if you meet like what if you're faking this identity? And you meet the woman of your dreams. And then, and then says, in the end, you're like, I'm Nile. I'm but, not, I'm but, not, I'm but, not River, but, Apple, whatever. But you were River. Yeah. And then you she's were. like, no, you betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is all being built on a bit of lies. Yeah. A river of lies. A river of lies. That's the name of the film. River of lies. River of lies. But yo, there was some Tonight bad... Tonight on Channel 9, <laughs> A River of Lies. Rebe- <laughs> Rebecca, give, give me, me a star <laughs> Hal- Halifax FP <laughs> River of Lies. <laughs> one man, one identity, one woman crossing the reach. And a river. But yeah, yo, there was some bad shit going down in Fiji. What totally. was up with that? Cyclone Winston. Oh. Yeah, man, he did mm. some horrible, horrible stuff yeah. to that island. Like, he demolished so many villages. Mm. I was blessed enough to go and see some of them. Mm. And I say blessed because it kind of changed me. Um, Fijian people, if you've never experienced them, are the most beautiful down-to-earth people. Mm. And they're subsistence farmers. So what's happened with a cyclone? Mm. Their entire villages have been destroyed because, let's be honest, they're broke as it is mm. um, in the smaller villages. Mm. And the reason being that mm. they're not interested in cash, they're more interested in family. They grow the majority of their fruits and vegetables. So you'll go to the local supermarket on the island and you might be able to buy garlic and onions and that's about it because everybody else is growing everything they have. Mm. They slaughter their own pigs and their chickens so they don't need a butcher... So they're basically buying flour, um, sugar, maybe a bit of milk, and that's about it. So um, their houses are built with whatever materials they can find. A lot of these uh, aluminium, um, a lot of uh, roof materials, just building an entire shack. Mm. And these have been completely destroyed. Mm. So they have no money, they have no home, all their crops have been destroyed, they have no seeds to grow new crops, 
The government, unfortunately, is pretty inept and takes forever to get anything done. Sure. Where I was is reliant on the ferry service. Now, the ferry itself, there's two ferries. It takes 24 hours to get from the main city of uh, Fiji all the way around to Tavuni, and that is the only way that everybody, and I mean everyone, gets their supplies, whether it be oil, as in for uh, fuel for cars, whether it be foodstuffs, whether it be building supplies, it's the ferry. Now, the small ferry was completely um, smashed up against the shore, which I saw, and I met the crew, um, and that was during the cyclone, and what happened was they were going with the cyclone winds in um, the same direction, and then all of a sudden, the wind direction changed on them, and the poor guys had absolutely no time to try and oh, fix it up, and so it's just literally dragged it and smashed it against the shore. Now, I understand that the sea was approximately, I know for certain, 15 feet. I'd heard maybe 40 feet at the time um, with the passengers and crew on board. And shout out to the guys who run the local dive shop, um, Tavuni uh, Dive Sports, off the top of my head. Great, great people. I'll uh, speak a little bit about them. Um, they actually went out and rescued the crew during the cyclone. Oh, wow. So this is insane stuff. The larger vessel was pushed 80 kilometres out to sea. The actual uh, 80 kilometers, 80 k's. Thinking that this is the second largest cyclone in history. Yeah, word, word. I keep forgetting. That. So their wharf is um, crudely built compared to Australian standards. Yeah. It's literally just rocks and asphalt on top of each other. Mm. And I can say that with conviction because I've seen how they're trying to rebuild it. Mm. It's been two weeks since the cyclone, and it's still not rebuilt. Mm. So um, I went uh, after the cyclone. I went to the stores with the dive shop. Out of their own cash, they spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, to buy literally every morsel of rice, flour, there was no sugar, um, any other main supplies that they could feed the local villagers. So what we did was we got a few, uh, two utes, which the company owns, and we packed them literally um, to the brim, and we drove uh, about an hour and a half to one of the uh, uh, villages, which was oh decimated. Mm. The main town itself had about 400 people, um, the local school was, the roof was completely taken off. Um, I think there were three houses standing. Um, so if you can think for 400 people with three homes, they had an information centre for tourists. That roof was completely removed. Um, houses which you would think would be solid with bricks and whatnot were completely destroyed. Mm. Thankfully, there was an American crew uh, which rocked up out of nowhere, were giving uh, medical supplies to the village. They were doctors. Oh, good. The hardest thing I have to say was driving through about eight villages with the food on the back, thinking that we're going to stop at each village. We're going to go to the, the furthest one first and drop off some food, and then on our way back, we're going to drop off, drop off, drop mm. off, till we've got nothing left. Mm. We got to the final, final village at the end of the road with the most people, and the person in charge said, we're going to leave everything. Mm. So we unloaded everything on this one village, and then we had to drive through all these other villages oh, that oh, I'm thinking, you know... We're going to at least give you some food, mm. and we didn't. And they were smiling at us thinking, wow, the aid's come. Mm. And then add to that, when we're in the supermarket, uh, we're buying it all up because we can afford it, but mm. people were coming in to buy the foodstuffs that we were going to take to this village. So one guy in one supermarket was looking at me with, like, puppy dog eyes saying, you're not going to take all the rice, are you? And I said, mate, please take a bag of rice mm. so you can feed your family. At another place, literally across the road, because it's a really small place, uh, we went to <clears throat> where they make bread rolls, mm. which I didn't realise bread is a huge part of the Fijian diet. So this guy came in looking for a loaf of bread, and I just said, look, mate, just take it. Mm. I couldn't take it out of this guy's hand, mm. knowing that his family wouldn't eat. 
And it just broke my heart coming back to Australia. Like we took everything that we could from that supermarket. There's nothing left. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be days, if not weeks, until there's more food. The devastation is so large. And the other problem, which we don't really understand in Australia, is that a lot of people live on small remote islands, which is only accessible via boat. Um, and for them to actually get uh, anything, anything uh. to speak of, it has to be taken on boat or barge. And the people, it would cost approximately $600, I was told, to fix one house. And that's mm. Fiji dollars. Now, these guys don't have money. Mm. So there are some charities, I was told, don't give the money to the government because it's misused. Mm. There are people that I know of, if you want to get in contact, who are taking... Yeah, that was going to be my question. How can, mm. how can people help out? All right. Yeah. So the best advice I've been given is give it to the locals that are on the ground. Um, how do you do that, though, as uh, an Australian? As an Australian. Yeah. So the dive shop um, at Tav Uni have a Western Union... Um, account that you can pay directly into and I can vouch for them 100%. Mm -hmm. um, they're an American family that have been living on the island for some 15 years. Um, there's another friend of mine, um, Kirsten, who is taking donations through a crowdfunding site and there's also another organisation, I believe it's Manta Ray, um, have already organised something in the vicinity of around, I can't remember, don't quote me, around about half a million dollars mm. um, or is it even that much? But they, that particular company, Manta Ray, have... Um, filled a barge so that's a fair amount of food and supplies mm. and taken it to one island we'll get all the links and stuff up on the show notes for yeah, the episode yeah, we'll get them up on the island stuff. sure and um, um yeah i mean if there's some that don't have links we'll just uh send us a message and then we can get you in contact and get the details and yeah. well i guess um i wasn't a hero mm. it was a little bit naive coming from australia so it came on the saturday and um yeah, living through it was, um, wow, uh, what an experience. I actually had to go out into the cyclone and it literally almost blew me sideways. Um, it was strong, but uh, luckily nothing happened to the people I was with. Look, it's not something you want to go through, but in no way was I a hero. Um, a lot of the time the best thing to do was just sit at home and just sit at the bar and have a laugh with your mates and try and keep everyone motivated. So, but seriously, the Fijians don't deserve anything as to what they've got. They are the most beautiful people. And I've also been told by Sydney Morning Herald that the best thing to do is to actually visit Fiji and help their economy. Mm, cool. Yeah, yeah I guess absolutely. That's absolutely. You so. drink from the water bottles, go visit. Oh, <laughs> take it from the source. <laughs> and then have some Fiji, uh, Fiji bitter. Well, which... it was nice to see, you know, that you weren't just touristy about it and you didn't just escape yeah. once shit hit the fan. Like, mm. that was, that's, that's, that's good to see. Thanks for the, yeah. for the for the rundown, but we did have an ulterior motive behind um, having you on as a guest sure, today. Sure, um, Today we're talking about <coughs> reinvention, Aye. turning new corners, yep. second um, chances, second chances, that whole thing. And I guess we bring it up, and that's why I was on the show because I guess that's something the three of us have in common, right? Like Absolutely. we've all kind of like made big changes in our lives and continue to. Yeah. Um, uh, after, you know, growing, I don't know if you want to call it disenchanted, disenfranchised, whatever, um, with, I guess what we, the lives we lived and, you know, just doing, doing one eighties, I guess. Mm. And, um, I don't know, where, how do you want to start this off, Thibaut? Um, look, I think maybe just a bit of a rundown from each of us about, I guess, our mini journey. I'm going to be real quick. Um, super conservative family. One of those doctor, lawyer, accountant kind of families. I'm the black sheep. Always had a creative bone in my body. So, I mean, it took me ages to finish uni because I was just terrible at it. Um, 
Then eventually worked for a bit, did a lot of traveling, was kind of like ignoring my problem. And I guess the thing that I always wanted to do was film school. So I went to film school when I was about 28, decided, yeah, I really like film, got a job again because it's hard doing film stuff. I couldn't find anything where I fitted into anything. Um, traveled a bit more. And now I've taken another, I guess, another about turn in that, you know, I've kind of just quit my job to just like write all day. And that's, um, that's what I do right now. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so that's me in a nutshell, really. Okay. No. Mate, oh, where do I even start? Uh, hated school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Finished my HSC begrudgingly. Successful family. Um, have jumped around from career to career trying to find myself. <laughs> um, I thought that I would be able to escape into the right job. So at 21, I moved to Maury. So I was a radio announcer. All right, guys, I'm going to be amazing and my life is going to be fine, fine, fine. <laughs> oh, God, Turns out good, it bro. was shit, shit, shit. <laughs> uh, so then I, I ran away to Ireland, um, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, came back, studied, got into advertising which I thought was going to be amazing. Look, it's fun for the right people. Mm. Didn't find myself there. Got into tourism, moved to the Northern Territory. That was probably the beginning of finding Nile. Oh, right. And then okay. uh, moved from there, uh, came back to Sydney. What did I do? Worked in a hotel for a year. And then someone said to me, you'd make a great teacher. Um, you're going to get sick of hospitality. So why don't you go to uni? So at 28, um, I had no belief in myself when it came to academia. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I've got, I'm in my final year. I'll be uh, a history teacher. Yeah. All things considered by the end of the year. And oh. honestly, the last three years have been probably some of the hardest, but the most rewarding. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, still not sure as to where I'm headed, but yeah, it's, uh, man, I kind of feel like Madonna some days. Do you get that? Like mm -hmm. just reinventing yourself all the time? Oh, of course. I just meant like old and irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting in a shoot with 21-year-olds, uh, you yeah. certainly feel well, old and irrelevant. Well, that's what I was going to get at. I mean, T-Bone, that's where you guys met each other, that's right? That's right, like, yes. um, Whilst you as well were like in, in engaged in your own about time. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, look, similar stories out of high school. Didn't know what I, what I wanted to do. Decided to do science because it was a thing. Uh, did poorly at it to start with, but then kind of got my act together. And still at the end of it, didn't know what to do. And then um, a mate of mine tapped me on the shoulder and said, why don't you try pharmaceuticals? There's, there's money in it and it's a bit of science. Got into the business, just worked my way through. Um, pretty much just went on a track. It was, it was easy. The, um, the path was set. You just needed to kind of follow it and... Um, I did that for 10 years, and um, towards the end, I just um, didn't like the track I was on. There was just, um, yeah, I was just unsatisfied. I thought there was there's something more. And then I, too, went on a journey of, of self-discovery, <laughs> um, which, thankfully... It sounds like the beginning of, like, a B-grade erotic thriller, totally where, like, not, somebody... I, somebody I, feel like, I feel like we should be in a sauna. <laughs> Like, just with towels around us, like holding hands. Just kidding. It's a journey, man. It's a journey. If, if we just replace T-Bone's name with, like, Danielle. Danielle meets River. <laughs> meets and Nils. Le and lets him flow all over. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. We just lost wow. every woman yeah, that was listening yeah, yeah. to this. Hey. Um, well, the yeah. dimension we're single and we live with our parents. <laughs> How much is it going to get? Yeah, so yeah. Hey. George yeah, finish the story, though. Yeah, so basically... Um, 
Yeah, did traveling, did some volunteer work, did some teaching while I was volunteering, and um, that's when I caught the bug. It was, I just felt right, and uh, I was felt happy being where I was um, in front of, you know, in front of a classroom, and, um, but then still took a couple of years, once I got back, to actually have the guts to, to try and pursue it. it. It took a lot for me to actually convince myself that I could. Um, but, uh, it's amazing what, um, you know, an unending well of sadness can do to you. <laughs> um, and eventually I said, you know what, I'm not very happy, so I really need to try this. If I don't, I will regret this for the rest of my life. Okay, so, that, that's kind of, that's awesome that you ended on that. Because, like, I was gonna say, like, what, what drives the discontent? Like, what, what was it that kind of made you go, you know, stuff this? I'm going to turn stuff around because right now this is like we're on a collision course for like an early art attack or potential suicide here. Like what, what was it? Was it that re that very realization or was it, um, uh, or is it as simple as I hate my job? Yeah. Look, I, that's the thing. Like <laughs> to place all of the blame on the job mm. is a bit misguided. In yeah. That word. The job will always be there. It, the, you know, the pharmaceutical game can be very rewarding if that drives you. Mm. It can be it's the same with accounting. It can be the same with any desk job. Mm. Really, it's about, you know, how you feel about the job when you go into it, right? So the job, I think, should... It's not blameless, but I don't think that should be the focus of your animosity. It came down to I'm really unhappy with what I'm doing right now. Mm. There needs to be a change. What is that change? This I found, found interesting. This I found enjoyable. Why don't I actually give it a go? For real. Okay. This is for you as well now. Sure. Both of you guys. How much of it is figuring yourself out? Oh, a ton. <clears throat> a lot of it. Yeah. I think um, for myself, it was a lack of maturity. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure that out by making a lot of mistakes mm. in the career path. And I think uh, the difference between a job and school is in a job, you're there to provide a service to a certain degree. And if you don't, then you're not welcome anymore. Mm. <clears throat> and there's a lot of personalities that you have to deal with. And a lot of things that you have to navigate. And if you don't, if you lack the maturity to understand the complexity of the workforce and still get the job done, true that. Well, yeah. then, wow, you're going to find yourself in a lot mm -hmm. of trouble. And for me, had a lot of mental health problems. Um, you know, and as years have gone on, I've gotten better and better at, at resolving those. But a lot of it has manifested itself in the workplace. Yeah. But the workplace isn't culturally a place that you can actually exercise those demons Word, i never thought of it that way that's you know? a really good point yeah. so it's uh you might find yourself with a boss saying look you're a really great human being mm. and we love you as you mm. it's just you're not actually doing what we need that you're being paid for mm. so good luck and uh hope you find yourself and everything works out and see you later on the other hand it might well be square peg round hole Mm -hmm. And I take your point, T. It, yeah, yeah, you know, you can't blame the job. You mm. can't blame anyone else. Mm. It's just it's a learning experience. Exactly. And I think we're blessed that we have the opportunity. We're single. Mm. We don't have any dependents, mm. and we have people that can financially and emotionally support us mm. to allow us to go and do this, which mm. a lot of people don't have the opportunity to. Mm. Um, we grew up. I know I did. I was addicted to Oprah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You her. will never hear that from a grown ass man. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, I loved her. I. I. She, she was, like yeah. evangelical, like uh, <laughs> you know, 
she opened my world to so many different ideas and views and like yeah. I used to read authors that she'd recommend and oh, book club yeah totally right angel network yeah. yo that's, <laughs> that's, she, she was like that friendly aunt I had uh, illusions of grandeur where yeah. I'd be like an amazing comedian so I got into comedy and yeah. I was going to be a radio DJ so I did that like all of these things and I just thought that if you just turned up that was enough ah uh, see that's oh, the difference bro. that is a big thing oh right bro like, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much of that I'm infected with as well. Yeah. You literally think I'm going to take that first step and all these amazing things are happening. And I think there's a lot of like self-help crap that oh. suggests that as well. Like, like the whole quit your job industry. Mm. That's like, you know, like quit your job. Are and you, like, un- are you, you know, unhappy? Are you unhappy? <laughs> Do you think there's more to your here's life than quiz, what you say? Here's a quiz to decide whether you should quit your right. job. And it's like the most basic ass question. Like it's the dumbest stuff. Like we all hate our job, right? But like there's this notion that amazing things happen when mm. you do it. Yep. Um, and I think we all prescribe to that at one oh, point. It's, yeah, it's, the only, it's the only reason you get out of bed sometimes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the faint hope that today's going to be better <laughs> after I made a colossal change in my life that is going to upend everything that exactly. I know and, and understand. Often, and often it's uglier. When oh, you yeah. in oh, 99% of the 100%. time. Like quitting your job and turning your life around is not the Oprah huge fantasy <laughs> that is projected to us by this billion dollar self-help industry and just all the stuff you see on the internet that just tells you that that's what you need to do and uh, people have developed careers out of it and whatnot but you know the the plebs like us i guess that do do it it's a scary scary ass journey not one that any of us i think regrets no 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 no. but it's a scary ass journey and it's not for everyone and in itself it is limiting Right? Mm. You're yeah, on a certain fine. path, right? So, you know, me and my old job, nice, comfortable salary, right? Oh, it was choice salary, bro. Right, you know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I could have been on track to, yeah. you know, own a property. Yeah. I could have, yeah. <laughs> There's a book for that, Not too. happening. Not happening. <laughs> the kibosh on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rich dad, poor dad. Uh, <laughs> poor uncle. <laughs> yeah, poor uncle. Yeah, that's... We shouldn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and and then you make a change like that, and everything stops. Like mm. every, every security that you thought you had, um, it's gone. All of a sudden, you now need to reevaluate everything. Now, now, what is important to me right now? It almost starts to then also affect the friends mm. who you can hang out with. Yeah, yo, that was something I was gonna get at. Right. Those three words, finding yourself, how much scorn does that build in people? Like, people hear Ooh. that from you, and how do, how do, how, your personal experiences, guys, God knows I've got them, oh, I've got but it. your personal experiences when you tell people, yeah, you know, I'm quitting my job, or, I'm sorry to keep using the quitting your job example, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's the most basic one, but like, the whole, look, I'm just trying to figure my stuff out, yeah. and like, how... How do you, how have people reacted to that when you said that in the past? No, you want to go? No, you go, mate. Okay, so I've, okay, so on a, a very close family level. Yeah. Okay, so who's paying for that? Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Um, congratulations, money, money. and then you have the uh, how old are you? 
Oh, like, oh, yeah. grow up. That one's that one affects you. Oh man. yeah, that oh, one hurts. That one it's hurts. like grow up. You don't yeah. understand. Like, and and what is rooted in that? It's basically that by you mean by your age. Because you I guess should. we all did it at the mm. same age, twenty eight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 By then, we should at least have a kid and a mortgage, right? Yeah. And you should at least have. You that. should have that. And Ideal. If you don't. Yeah. You are a man child and a yes. failure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've pretty much been told that my entire life. Like, yeah. 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 So so now so now that is the judgment that's placed on you. And partner selection, you can throw that out. The oh no, nah, there, there's nobody out there that wants this, bro. There's nobody out there that wants. You know this. what, it's... women, ladies, if you're still listening, if you want a zirconia ring that I can return afterwards, hook me up. I will get you the biggest zirconia you can ever find. Now I, I'll tell you one thing: it's great as interesting fodder on a Tinder date. Oh. Freaking gold, people. Do you know what we should do? Now, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I've just had this thought stream. We should hire ourselves out to marry people for dinner parties. <laughs> because what I find, the people that support me the most are the people that are the most secure. Yeah. Right. Friends right. with, uh, married with children, they yeah. love having me around and guys like you. Yeah. Because we still go traveling on our own. Yeah. We still have like crazy stories. Yeah. You know, we'll come home at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I guess... They, they don't look at us as being selfish. They just look at us as doing things that they wish. There's, yes. there's definitely that. Agree. Yeah, there's definitely and then we're that. like, in their eyes, they're like, you're what I could be. But then you're like, no, but you don't see me sitting at the club by myself at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, crying into my gin and tonic. Oh, my God. And having yes. a GM with my cab yes. driver. Yes, yes, queen. No, yes, you, queen. Your Uber driver. Uber oh. driver, thank you. Can't even do that. Why I can't find a decent career or a partner. Yeah. And I don't even know if I want to have children. <laughs> is that something I'm allowed to think? Yeah, well, technically, considering just the, the paths we've taken, we've already, like, I think priced could, ourselves yeah, out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, do you know what? It's the most lonely but rewarding experience. And then some days, it's yeah. the most amazing experience and you're just surrounded by a lot of people. And then yeah. there are some days where you're just like, will somebody, like you're crying in your gin and tonic just wishing somebody would talk to you. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I think we are the most resilient like um, yeah. people, but yeah. I also think we've got guts. I agree, dude. Okay. I okay. Agree. I'm talking in a vacuum here, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Look, but, but look, and, and again, I'm going to But maybe be, that's just us self-rational. That's this what I'm worried about. I'm worried thing. about our audience yeah. here. I will, be, I will be devil's advocate. Please. Because, because, yeah. because I've heard the term, wow, you're so brave. <laughs> and I We're won't... not fighting cancer here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. All I did was made a decision, which in the grand scheme of things is pretty safe because one, we don't have you know, yeah, we don't have mortgages, any, yeah, we don't yeah. have families. It's not to a support. risk. If if my mother wasn't here, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's likewise, my biggest fear. Absolutely. That is my biggest fear. Likewise. Absolutely. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's taken away, I'm screwed. That's, oh, see, we, yeah. we, are, we have a safety net. We yeah, are living in our safety yeah. net. Well, that's the thing. Do you think when people are saying you're so brave, there's a condescending element to it? See, this is the thing. <laughs> it really depends on the person you're talking to. True. Most Context likely, some, some, you know, some of my, my you know, good family are like, yeah, you know, no, that's actually a really brave move that you're doing. And I, I'm like, okay, there's some sincerity there. Then there's the, you know, the average man on the street going, wow, you're so brave. Hey. Which is code for you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> why? Hey, why would you do this? But I think they're kind of saying, like, we, we talk about the Matrix a lot, right? Yeah. Is just going along with it, um, just accepting the status quo. Like, are we social disruptors? Dude, dude, what if we're wrong? Oh. What if we have just done a just fucked up colossal? You can't think of it that you way. Can't, no, you but can't. this is the thing. Because... <laughs> 
just just imagine the scenario. Imagine the scenario that yeah. that what you know, and I'm going to sound like a dick for saying this, but what everybody else is doing, which is settling down, having kids, getting yeah, the house, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. What if that is what you are t- actually supposed to then do? Then, in which case, just we are f- neck we are- me because <laughs> I'm done. Like I can't. I don't want any of those things. Oh I don't. I don't no, want no, any no. of those things. Oh, no, we're, we're yeah. social. Look, this is the other thing. The, I, I want to say publicly. Look, we are not having a go at people that have this. No, right? God, because, no. Yeah, because no. It is, uh, it's, it's just square pegs around holes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's all it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My friends with children are the happiest people you could ever meet, and mm-hmm. I love interacting with them. Yeah, absolutely, and I love their children mm-hmm. and my nieces and nephews and all the rest of it. Like, absolutely love it. But like you said, I'm not wide for that. At mm-hmm. least not right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 33 in May, mm-hmm. and I honestly can't even fathom having children. You know, um, you know who is brave? Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. your mums and dads, you were crazy. Oh, wow. Insane. <laughs> like to us, we look at you and we go, really? <laughs> we're like, and you try, look, and, yeah. you try and tell us that this is the most amazing experience in the world. <laughs> like, you guys must be getting some severe drugs from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because when you tell me that, I'm just thinking, I don't believe it. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what we hear? I haven't slept in since in, the child has been born. Which is, which is probably eight years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're expensive. I don't get to see my friends your life is amazing when they're talking to us I wish I could sleep with other people (laughs) I had a friend say that to me today but like I'm not going to mention names but he said it to me and I'm like wow you're locked in but I I try and tell them I kind of feel like look guys the grass is not greener. You actually not have someone that you love. Not it is all. a nightmare where it we is. are. <laughs> well, there's no guidebook. Yeah, there's no, there's no guidebook. guidebook. Well, essentially, you're plunging yourself into a sea of nothingness where you are really... You're confronting your own self all the time. and what motivates you. And that is... And that is... Often the most terrifying thing. And the whole, like, you know, carving out your own path. Fuck that. I don't want the machete. I, you know, like, you know, I, I'm... Yes. I, like, t- there are times when I'm like, yo, there's a there's a paved road. I right want here. the paved road. <laughs> why would there I, are so many days I where I want the, the paved road. The and just hack my way through, <laughs> wake, break up a sweat. And can, like, I, can I just say to shit. anybody who thinks that, you know, um, taking social security or anything like that is the plum position to be in, I've done... Job club uh, through Centrelink before. Oh, Same, I've done it for a tiny bit, and it is the most demoralising. It shit. really is, and it's just an industry of yeah. just babysitting adults and making them feel demoralised because oh, so they can't reach their potential. I would like to think that you know people that are on this path, they're not. I wouldn't call us selfish. Maybe we're creative. Don't fit into the the status quo. We're just looking for the next thing that you know. Maybe it is just all about self help. I'm going to read something out. Uh It's from Psychology Today, and it's an article on reinventing yourself. Before you can reinvent yourself, you have to know who you currently are. People need to understand their strengths, their weaknesses, their passions, and their own story, says Robert Stephen Kaplan, a Harvard Business School dean and the author of What You're Really Meant to Do. Then they can look at what's going on in the world and try to match themselves up to opportunities. One challenge to self-evaluation, most of us have a tendency towards illusory superiority. The belief that we are above average in our abilities, even though all of us can't possibly be. That's why it's crucial to be brutally honest as you assess yourself and the effort needed to achieve the reinvention you seek. Discuss your dreams with people who care about you and know you well, and whom you trust to be honest with you about your strengths and weaknesses. 
They can help you gauge your skills and pinpoint your true passions. <laughs> I dare say that he's advocating psychologists and psychiatrists. People that care about you because they have to because you're paying for them. Yeah, don't talk to your family. No. <laughs> <laughs> Family's out of the question. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a vision of what you should mm, be mm. and should have been. Yes, very Which, much you so. know, and again, that's that's the expectation that family is kind of, you mm. know, is, 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 uh, is going to impose on you regardless. So... The brutal honesty that's required well, to kind of like do like take the plunge, decide you're changing everything, and like you're essentially when you do that, you're banking on some invisible X factor mm. in your head, yep. and you're not sure whether it's good or bad or what, but you're investing in a totally. notion totally. that could go belly up very easily, and therefore you have to confront yourself, and that's essentially what we're doing when we do this, where mm. we're really questioning the core of our being here. God knows I do it every day. Guys, oh. I am stuck in a library for about nine hours, eight to nine hours a day. Mm. And there are days where I'm like, wow, I'm amazing. And then there are days, because I'm writing all day. And then there are days where I'm just like, God, I'm the worst. Totally. Have I invested in this notion since the age of 12 mm. that I'm good with words and that I'm good with this and that only to find out that that this thing that I've based my life on yep. is a complete, complete lie. lie. <laughs> totally. Or no one gives a shit. Or no one gives a like, shit. That, you know, is, like, that is the thing, right? Yeah. Like it's that all of a sudden you're like, oh God, I'm the greatest painter on earth. Yeah. And you draw a stick figure and, put, and show that out there. And you're like, <laughs> I made an art. I made an art. I made an art. And they're like, uh, yeah. No, no, I went and did a comedy course. I did a few. And then I just realized I was just shit. <laughs> so I stopped. <laughs> You know, like, I was going to make it. And then I'm like, no, I'm crap. But all these people have been so beautiful to me. And, like, I had a couple of great moments, right? But they were moments. They weren't (laughs) career-defining longevity moments. They were moments. That was That's the critical thing. I think there are a lot of people that have a moment. A moment when things are like... Oh, this is amazing! That yeah, feeling, yeah. and they—it's—it's it's like it's essentially a shot of heroin. You are yes. chasing the dragon, tie that on. And I think comedy is the juggernaut when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you—you—you you, you go high, from you go man. from. From from being funny at dinner parties, totally, which I am yeah. definitely one of those. Yeah, yep. that like, I can make anything. I can make a stage, you make a smart yeah. alec comment every yeah. so often and get yeah. a laugh, yeah. and then you think you can translate that onto yeah. into a career. Well, can I just say <laughs> that your family and friends will be supportive because it's such a big move to give it a go. Like people will turn up just to see you fail yeah. or succeed. <laughs> It's just mainly the former. Stand-up comedy is the ultimate tension. Which, yeah. being a writer, if you can extend that tension for as long as possible yeah. until you give them the crescendo, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I just want to formally apologise um, and say thank you so much to everyone who believed in me through my period of grandiose illusions. That's actually really sweet. It is. That's like they're like, yo, Miles. Oh, they were awesome. You know how you said that people actually came up to you and said you should do stand-up comedy. Every second person, when I mentioned the idea of teaching, has said, yeah, you'd make a really good teacher. Yeah. And now that fucks with my mind more than, more yeah. than, because, because really it comes down to, you know, one, do I believe them? Are they just being nice? Yeah. Or 
do they genuinely see it? Or? Are they the are those moments the same as like getting a laugh from a crowd when you're Absolutely, a stand-up comic? Right? Encouraging the encourages, I guess. So essentially, I've just fallen into the trap. Yeah, so, you're believing yeah. your own hubris. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just gonna. I, I have for the, a career and see yeah, how that goes. I have the exact same thing. Um, it's those small things that you honestly like. You bank on, dude. I still hold very close to my heart, like a, my year two teacher telling me you should write. Like Shit. forever, that's like I, and that like honestly, you know, conventional family, mm-hmm. um, emotional blackmail shit going oh. on, but like very little positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. So when people are like super nice to me and stuff, I'm just like, can I keep you? And also, and also, kind of, like, it's be... bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah. Will and you so, be my new mom. But also, when they, but also when they encourage you to do the things that deep down you really want to pursue, yeah, yeah. Like you can't help you. but be like. Oh really? Oh thanks, man. Like you go home and like it stays with you forever. That year it's two Hollywood. Thing stays with it's me Hollywood. forever. You know, it's Disney. But let's let's not be too negative. No, no. There's no, got to no. be some merit in some of it. Surely, Niall, somebody has said to you. Surely there was truth to the. You'd be a good teacher. Oh, and I, look, like uh, and same with you too, man. Sure, I, I get it all the time. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like um, I've been doing weddings as a mm. celebrant. And Feel free to plug yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, honestly, the truth is, I'm not going to continue. Oh! And the reason being, because I've had to confront the, but you're amazing in what you do. Yeah. Like, I love the people that I've married. Yeah. And I've had amazing experience. He marries them off, guys. He's not totally married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> dude, I, I can't even get a date, let alone <laughs> So, like, I marry people off as a civil celebrant. And yeah. honestly, I've developed the most beautiful relationships with those that I do marry. But for me... There's so much work involved that I, it, it takes the enjoyment out. Ah. And I, there was a juncture where I was going to stop and someone said, but you've got an amazing talent. Mm. You're a great celebrant. <laughs> and I, I went, enabler. She was. <laughs> she was. And she said, but you, you owe it to people. Oh, God. So I was duty bound. Yeah. So I kept at it. And also a little positive reinforcement in life. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. You know, where, where you're scratching around mm. trying to find something mm, and someone mm. says, you're great at it. Self-worth? Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Validation? Please, please. <laughs> oh, here. How can I get more? <laughs> yeah. So I've had to make the decision, the cold, hard decision, that I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. And people are like, but you're amazing. And I'm like, I don't, forgive me, uh, you know, I want to put that uh, out there that, you know, I don't believe I'm amazing, but I certainly enjoy helping craft someone's day. Brings up a really interesting point on talent. Mm. You can find yourself to have a talent sure. that you have no desire to pursue. <laughs> I don't think so. You can't do I mean, an elbow bendy thing that would get you on, you know, Australia's Got Talent or something? Yeah, nah. Um, like, even with the teaching thing, like, mm. people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you can be a really good teacher. Well, sometimes I think competency can be misconstrued as talent. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I'm competent at my crappy old job but i loathe it it's such a beautiful thing when you're like leaving a place oh. and you just don't give a crap maybe, maybe we're addicted <laughs> to that feeling it's like breaking up with someone and going yeah. i'm never gonna call you again yeah and i'm okay with it <laughs> i'm like, not only okay with it i'm really happy about it <laughs> because you've got this fantasy islands idea that what's coming is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, well, that's that, that expectation new. thing we talked about. New. And I think people from the outside think that our lives 
uh, like Instagram lives, like, oh, just doing these amazing things and just trying. Guys, there's something we alluded to that we didn't talk about, yeah. but like escapism. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a really, really important thing. Often people misconstrue um, reinventing yourself with just actually escapism. Sure. One is easy. The other is really difficult. I think we're all guilty of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the reason I went on my little discovery jaunt was I, I needed to run away from who I felt I was. Mm. And, you know, I got lucky mm. in that I, I managed to find something that might be a game changer. But if I remember correctly... You did go on a trip. That wasn't your first escapist. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no you're right. You're yeah. right. There was Europe. Yeah. The the ill-fated... Which you highly, always tell me was a mistake. That was the greatest mistake <laughs> on earth. Like, Europe made me realize that I was the wrong kind of traveler. I, okay. I, I, I got to a point where I was like, I need to get out of here. Sure. In a whistle-stop, you know, statue photo-taking... <laughs> ridiculous jaunt which i which i then and and i didn't really talk to anyone yeah. i was i was hiding behind my camera because that's all i had yeah at the end of it i still i have thousands of photos of shit i will never look at in my mm-hmm. ever yeah, yeah, brother. purely yeah, because you know it was i was just doing it because i had nothing else to do yeah. i needed to get out of there so i got out of there wasted a lot of money came back and now i can say i've been to europe that's <laughs> oh. so stupid <laughs> all right so mine was um i'm running away to london yeah. After the financial crisis. Yeah. And everybody with a brain in their head said, Niall, there's no work. There's a financial crisis. <laughs> and I'm like, financial schmine answer. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I thought that London was paved in gold. Right. London is paved in spit, gum, ice, which I found out the hard way when mm. I fell on it. Um, bar jobs that pay less than Australia. Yeah. And really shitty accommodation mm-hmm. um, and really shitty weather. I was working, a, I got a job, excuse me, an interview slash training day at a call center. Yeah. And I've already done call centers. And I was like, this is your career. Mm. If you stay here, that's the best you're going to get. And it's going to take you an hour on the tube to get there. Yeah. And you're freaking miserable. Yeah. And I was like, it's time to go home. And mm. I was lucky that I had the opportunity to go home. Mm. And then I got home and I was sitting there going, what am I going to do? Mm. And a friend called me up and he said, get your ass to the Northern Territory and get mm. into tourism. Totally changed my life. But it took me from taking that just... I think it's just confusion. Yeah, dude. You're so confused. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get answers from your friends and family. Damn but that's know. a really good point. Like, confusion and frustration to the point of, I don't know what to do, I'm just so running I'm away. I'm, I'm out of here. here. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. And that's often... Looking for answers. Counterproductive. Yes. But at the same time, has have all your escapist jaunts led to you going, okay, I need to stop doing that as well. Because I've had my escapist jaunts as well, and I find that all of them... I did definitely... You do definitely do learn things when you travel. Mm, no, massive. As much, travel is not always wasted. It definitely no. can no, feel no. that way. Even, but... even my, my, my Europe trip, Yeah. the lesson I learned was don't be a fucking idiot and not think about where you're traveling to and why you're going there. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just don't throw it away. Nah. Yeah. Think about it. Want to go there and, yeah. and take take advantage. That yeah. was that's, a, that's, that's why when I, dude, when I travel, it's often one city and I'm there for more than eight. So weeks, much which better. Is, so which much is better. and I like what to I just marinate in the place. Yeah. Can I ask? But, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Are we romantic? Yo, good question. Do you dude. know what I mean? Do we just romanticize things? Such a good question. 
I'm gonna I, just be honest. Yes. Yeah. No. I think. Yes. I think we have hope. Yeah, we're actually more optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> the romanticism of of making a change and you being happier at the end of it. Yeah. With no basis in reality. No. Hashtag follow your bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my book for twenty nine ninety nine. How to find yourself through a bookstore? So you know, I I I can't agree more. We're chasing the dream. We're yeah. not living it. We're no, chasing no. it, and we need to make sacrifices on the way. Mm. We will probably lose a lot of friends along the way. Oh, definitely. Because just that know. for me is the hardest thing. Like I've yeah. I've said goodbye to so many friends, but the nice thing is, um, in recent times, I've kind of realised where I wasn't a great friend and we've kind of had to relearn who each other are mm. and it's it's completely changed and a friend said to me the other day he lives in melbourne he said why don't you find something about sydney that you love and exploit that but i don't think it's enough and this yeah look there, there is that that whole mentality of you should be grateful for what you have which is true oh there's a lot to yep. be grateful for yep. gratitude's a beautiful thing but in terms of just uh, sleeping on that and just saying, you know what, I'm just happy with what I've got and I'm going, going to progress no further. I think gratitude is valid, but I think it is also stymies progress mm. because yeah. the only way to to progress is to is to essentially yearn for more, right? If you don't have that, if you're happy with your current existence, then there then that's the end of the discussion. But, sure, but you know. To be grateful but still want more, I think that's still valid. Like, that's the only way I can see. Like, why would somebody go for a promotion in a job? Exactly. Because Self-actualization is a basic human Right. You, you, you believe that you can do better. You yeah. can challenge yourself more. You, and you, uh, you deserve more in terms of You want to be the best pay. you can be. Ex- exactly right. Is, is, is reinventing yourself part of that? I'm going to read something really... It's like a quote I found. We have to modify our our identities as we go through life. Yeah, completely agree. This is the thing. It's the evolution. Mm. Evolution does not happen just over thousands of years. Your life should be an evolution of understanding Mm. of of the world and yourself. Are people who are... Oh, this is controversial. Are people who are settling down... Deciding, this is all I really want to evolve to. <laughs> That's okay. it. Okay. Um, We're evolving in different things, I think. Yeah, look, I don't Thank think... You know. I don't get yeah, a thing. No, no. That's the thing. You can't compare, like, yeah. apples to oranges. Yeah. Some people want to be amazing fathers and 100%. amazing husbands. And, and whilst that might, it's just not that appealing to me... Not right um, now. Yeah, not right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, but, but that's, that's no, no more or less valid than... Exactly. Then wanting exactly. to change a career exactly. path. Or... We've been given the opportunity in this particular lifestyle and lifetime to be able to explore ourselves. Mm. And a lot of us have come from a feeling of maybe not fitting into the status quo in school. Mm. And then that's just projected uh, into our lives. So yeah, yeah, we've yeah. constantly been looking, where do I fit in? How do I fit in? And it's the experiences that we're searching for. And we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. Oh, we're all misfits. Exactly. Completely. Yeah. yeah. So... The fact that we've been on a similar journey means mm. that we're doing this podcast together. Yeah. So yeah. Do, do you need to be a misfit to be reinventing yourself? Mm. Who knows? Mm. The whole artist mm. thing. What mm. makes an artist? Well, well, I think reinvention comes from a dissatisfaction of where you are. Discontent. That's absolutely yeah, discontent. Yeah, discontent. Yeah, discontent. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, 
If, and if you don't have that, then there there is no movement. When you were a... When I was in research. Yeah. How often would you just look in the mirror and... Because uh, I know when I was doing accounting, every, I would just look in the mirror and go, I hate who I am. This is not me at all. Probably year three. <laughs> so took oh, so the first couple of years you were cool with it. Dude, it was new. It was yeah, like... It was yeah, like that's okay. the thing. It's like... You know, you're getting thrown new challenges. You're mm. traveling, which mm. you know, yeah, like, I was yeah, doing a lot of domestic yeah, travel, yeah, which yeah. is great because I never used to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. You yeah. get to do all of that, and then you know, after a time, you know, the the banality starts to kick in. Mm. Um, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is this is it, huh? Mm. Okay. Mm. And then that's gone to oh my god. Mm. So, so there's two thoughts that run through my head when mm. you say that. One is the mundane mm. and in, inability to accept the mundane. The status quo. The yeah. status quo. Yeah. And then the other is curiosity. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Which that's drives us. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You're a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I don't yeah. need, I, I wouldn't know how to pigeonhole myself. You're a scientist. So curiosity is what yeah. drives us. Mm. Yeah. So if we can't, therefore, as a curious being, sit within the status quo because... Mm. To us, it's like a game that we figured out. Mm, 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 we need to keep playing crosswords mm, and, mm. Um, you know, Pictionary or whatever it is, keep exploring and try. Mm. Maybe it's just our synapses just need a lot of stimuli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I know, I know actually with me, that's spot on. Yeah? Like, I get bored very easily with, like, just mundane stuff. And I'll just be like, oh, God. Like, uh, one of the first things, and I, and I told you this, T-Bone, when I was in New York, my first week there... My brain was so stimulated mm-hmm. by all this stuff. Like, I felt more nourished than I have ever have in right. Sydney. There was a discontent that I had to figure out. Sure. You know? And so that's why I... It's Yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's curiosity. It's like, there's got to be something more than this right now. Mm. I, I am more than this. Mm. I need to figure it out. I... And again, it's it's self actualization as well. We want to know who we are yep. at the best of our abilities. I think deep down, that's what we all want. We want to know what what does Nile look like? What does T Bone look like when he's kicking ass? Sure, like that's that's a big part of mm. it. I know it is with me. Oh, absolutely. I want to be proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that even mm. even in terms of a partner, I want mm. to present the best version of me, humanly possible. How realistic is that? There is, I look, I, I'm not, dude, far from perfect, but like there are certain things that I want to have done. Sure. Or at least given a good hard go at before I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of comfortable with who I am right now. And yeah, look, it might be a longer process than, it's not going to happen in a year, it's not going to happen in six months, it could, could take longer, but I need to know I've given it a good hard go. Completely agree. Dev- because I don't want to die thinking, that nah. dude, I wish I had done that. All right, devil's advocate's back. Yeah, go. What's to say that, you know, a partner comes along that is completely supportive and is willing to go with you on this journey? Then if she, if if she's the one, then sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a romantic. I believe in the one and all that kind of crap. So, like, I'm, I'm super romantic that way. I'm the same. Yeah. I believe in, you know, four or five, maybe. I look at this. Not at the same time, but before that. Actually, I might keep the marriage celebrancy there. <laughs> You're a cash cow, bro. <laughs> You're going to get some business. <laughs> Any lawyers out there? Divorce lawyers? Call yeah. us, right? Yeah, yeah, look, I would... if, if what, what bugs me about it is kind of like a lot of these articles that are like, quit your job. And like, that's not some... 
It's not healthy. It's not like some magic potion that no. just fixes everything. Yeah. No, no, if, no, if there is going it's to be an a... arduous as hell journey, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> like it really it's, is. It's going to bring up everything from your past that you yeah. want to run away from. Yeah, it's going to confront you. Yeah, and you'll... and in the process, you'll be a social outcast. And of course, in other things, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can't yeah. like. You can't joke your way out of being broke. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you'll learn how to. And, you, and it's hard to explain it to people. It is. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. And, and, and you have to do it every, every, you know. Every, yeah. Every time you meet later. somebody, right? Yeah. Like, you also have to figure out a narrative that yeah. works for you and for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but it's okay because I'm almost finished university. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, you rationalise it for them. You do. So that they don't judge you. Correct. <laughs> or so that they feel comfortable to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. This guy's not a complete loser. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure you know. things that. <laughs> no, I think you're very harsh on yourself. But, but also, I think um, the other problem is, you know, let's use the Renaissance. Mm. Um, there were artisans and poets and they were able to make a living. And people could sit in cafes and debate philosophy. But mm. today... If you're not earning money, you're not earning money. Yeah, man. So yeah. our narrative for society is make money, purchase things, and we're saying, well, no, that's not what I really am interested in. Mm, mm. You know, consumerism does nothing for me. Mm. So what's next? And the lifestyle that's prescribed to hyper-consumerism, like, because the structure of marriage lends itself to buying. Like, I do it think does. It's, it's, I think it's a format that's built for capitalism. The structure <laughs> of family? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, wife, kid, fits right in. Yeah. You well, know? marriage originally started off as a contract between the father of the bride giving his dowry, yeah. basically everything he worked for, yeah. to um, someone who was suitable yeah. in their eyes. Yeah. And the ring started off as a, a sign of the contract Ooh. with the giving away of the bride. You know, I'm sorry to take the romance out of it. Arranged marriage. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's a way of ensuring... I that... think arranged marriage and standard marriage aren't much different. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They aren't much different. That's like, it's saying. the same The same things are considered... Standard <laughs> marriage that we know of today has not yeah. been around for that long. Yeah. It's only been around for about 100 years. Right. You can actually choose your bride. It's coming from a marriage celebrant, boys. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so... And a lot of... Honestly, a lot of... I don't want to ruin the fantasy for mm. women that want to get married, but... Yeah, yeah. And I explain this to my clients. Yeah. A lot of the things that you take for granted in a ceremony yeah. are actually very practical. Yeah. Like the flower business. Yeah. Allow me to ruin that for you right now. Yeah. Stop. So, women used to have one bath a year back in the day. Mm. Right. So, come May, which is springtime... It would stay. She'd be a bit on the nose. Yeah. So, she'd hold a bouquet of flowers to keep off the stench. Oh, gee. Oh, <laughs> Yes. So you can thank your florist for getting rid of the stench. Y'all stink. And don't even start me like the the oh, may as well tell you the drop garter. it, drop it. The garter. Yeah. 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 Do you know how that came about? No. The men of the uh, the wedding party. Yeah. Right. Guests. Yeah. Used to basically attack the bride, rip apart her dress. Oh my god. Keep a piece of it. What? As a memento from the wedding. Oh, it's kind of disgusting. Oh, so the idea was if she took the garter, that's yeah. a piece that someone could get, and then she would throw it, yeah. and then basically get out of it. Right. You know, like there's all these... That's messed up. That's some barbaric And when the, the father of the bride is walking down, yeah. right, he's got to be on the, uh, I think it's the right of the bride, Yes. Um, so that he can draw his sword <gasps> um, in preparation of somebody trying to attack her. So he can protect her until she gets to yeah. the husband to be in the yeah. contract signed. What the fuck? 
amount of like Hunger Games shit is happening in dude, these marriages, this is your past. Yeah, you know? messed up, dude. Like being Irish. Yeah. This is kind of what they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't even. Yeah, okay. All and right. like so, but there are all these traditions, and everyone just goes along with it. And I say yeah. to him, I'm like, that's a bit scary, but they still do it because you know it's fun these days. Do you think there's an end game? Do you think we want to stop one day? I hope so. Well, but that well, that makes it mean as if it's a bad thing. No, it's not bad. It's just that well, I, I will evolve into someone that doesn't want to keep travelling. Or you'll evolve into somebody you're... I'm kind of content being this dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've travelled pretty much exclusively solo. Which I think is the best way to travel. Yeah. True. Yeah. If you want to be really selfish, but it's also the loneliest way to travel. It no, is the loneliest, but you figure so much of your shit out. In terms of, um, is there an end game? I hope not. Yeah. I think that's probably the key to to continue to live these days is that you want to do something new every single day or you want to learn something new every single day. Yeah. I think that's part of the evolution. And and it could mean a drastic career path. It could just mean changing up something in your day. I'm looking forward because I've looked under so many rocks. I'm looking forward to finding contentment. Mm. And that doesn't mean not continuing in reinventing myself. It's just being at peace with who I am and where I am. Mm. And for me, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. mental. It's purely, it's yeah. like, of my goodness, the amount of conversations where I've thought it's, it's just a mental place. Mm. Physical place and mental place have to coexist. Yeah. You know? And there are some people who totally, like, amidst the storm yep. of modern day living, do have that contentment. Like, we, we have a friend, I'm not going to name him. Um, who is so content with his life. Yep. And he doesn't have a life I particularly want. Sure. But damn, I wish I had that serenity, man. Totally. Like, totally. Like that at peaceness that he has with everything. 100%. You know? It's crazy. I wish I had that. You know? Maybe that's what we're looking for, but it's just, for us, it's going to take a lot of uh, lifting up stones to figure it out. Mm. You know mm. how people say, oh, you realise you had it all, all along? I hate those people. <laughs> I hate those people. Like, oh, you'll find the answers when you find it. Like, fuck off. That sounds like every story on the moth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I just genuinely, that's what I, I wish for everyone is just contentment. Well, guys, that's uh, that's it for me. <laughs> Yo, I yeah. do think we have gone through a lot. It's, yes. been, it's been pretty good today. It's yeah, been pretty good. We, we covered a lot of stuff. Yep. Um... And yeah, yo, let's let's wrap it up. Nile is clearly wanting us to leave the house. <laughs> um, so you know, you've been you've been listening. To, uh, where where can you contact us and stuff, Timo? All right, so you can get us on uh, the Mints podcast on Facebook. Yeah, like us, guys. Yep, we're on SoundCloud. Validation, please. Yeah, <laughs> yo. This well, is how we spend our Friday nights. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> I'm in my underwear. <laughs> you didn't have to tell them. Um, you can also get us on SoundCloud, the Mince Podcast. Um, also, the Mince Podcast at gmail.com is our email. email us. Yep. And look, we would like some feedback on this episode. Yeah, if, man. If anybody is out there. If and... you want more of Nile, let us know. Exactly. Yeah. And River. Look, River. Yeah. Um, you know, any of the stuff that we've mentioned, if you've got any questions about it, just Nile doesn't do weddings anymore, guys. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, unfortunately, shaking it's... his head. But uh, apart from that, uh, where uh, can you, you get can, us along? You can hit me up on the opening salvo on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You uh, can actually get me on info at Nile O'Brien, N I A L L O B R I E N dot com dot au. So info at nileobrien dot com dot au.
Yeah, if you, maybe we can get that plan off you and stuff. 100%. Or even like tips on the Fiji stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, we'll sort you out. Love to hear from you. Yeah. Yep, and you can get me at uh, DJ underscore cashless at, um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but apart from that... That's about it, guys. Right. Um, T-Bone, tell them what's up. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your parties. We're bored. <laughs> and I want to come too. <laughs> later. See you later, guys. like brown people and when we break coconuts it actually signifies the slaughtering of a cow because uh-huh. back in the day the whole brown people don't eat beef thing is such a hawker shit but um old school brown folk used to eat cows by the dozen right which <laughs> we, is why we were I, down with beef which is why so, i choose to do it so t-bone's bringing back that tradition That's right. um but uh so beef is considered the best quality meat so when somebody got married you slaughtered a cow because that's what you did. You you provided the best meal you could for the family, right? And so that's what that's what breaking a coconut is, G. It is like chopping off a cow's head. So now I'm just going to convince mum we can serve steak at the <laughs> uh, wedding. <laughs> in, the name of, in the name of reinvention. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? We're going to have to reinvent ourselves into older people.